name is Ine Mudodion, and today I have very, 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 very <laughs> special guest. Her name is Uche. Welcome, Uche. Hi, Inem. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Inem is there. <laughs> I'm just laughing here because <laughs> Inem's hype. <laughs> it even surpassed my expectations of Inem's usual hype. <laughs> I just recommend everyone gets a hype man like in them. <laughs> truly, truly. But she's such a huge source of encouragement. I'm so happy to be here. Thank yeah. you, Inem. It's an honor. I'm so happy that this is finally happening. <laughs> like, you guys didn't even understand. But anyways, let's let's get right into it. Today, actually, before we get right into it, let's talk about God for a bit. Which is Fantastic. the whole point of disease. But like, how did your faith journey start? Great. Um... So, born in a Christian family, the usual, <laughs> that you get with a lot of us, um, raised to do the right thing, but I, I realized I had a really rule-based view of God in terms of you do good, you get good, yeah. you do bad, you get beat, um, and right. I remember by the time I got to uni, there, there had become a lot of questions, you know, and church became a place to see my friends because there was a teens church that I was attending and a youth church and I would go hang out with my friends barely listen to the sermon and then go back home and it became a thing of by the time I was like 18 or 19 I had stopped I stopped going to church I made the decision that it wasn't worth my time anymore because I felt like my life wasn't lining up with you know what it was supposed to be what i thought a christian's life should be where i was actively sinning so from monday to saturday i knew what i was doing you know just living life on my own terms like actively sinning in active rebellion to god but in my mind i didn't think i was a bad person but i definitely had this view of you know if jesus comes now i'm going to hell that was the way that i thought about it so i stopped going to church and i joined bedside cathedral where my service was with mad men i watched season one to seven <laughs> completed it well i think season one to six because seven wasn't out at that time so that's what i was doing but then um in uni then one of my roommates gave her life to christ um shout out to her her name is norma Akbara. i'm so grateful for her um, because God really used her for me. So what happened was she was a really popular girl on campus. She's absolutely stunning. And, you know, she went from this popular person that used to make all the campus magazines and everything. And then she decided to follow Jesus. And at the time, initially, I thought she was just going to church the way that people go to church. But I started to see real changes in her life. And then her friends would come, her Christian friends would come. They were they were normal people. That was the first thing that shocked me. They they looked cool. That was because in my mind all the Christians were supposed to be like you know that typical view of SU yeah, skirts no to earring, the floor, no earring, hair, hair in a certain way, mm. looking a, a certain way. But these people were cool, you know. Even the ones that were pastors among them, they were wearing skinny jeans. They were wearing cool t-shirts. Everything about them was cool. I was like, so you two are a Christian. You're telling me you're a believer. I was very confused because it really confronted my view of what a Christian was and what a Christian should be like. And so spending more time around them, I remember I used to be very judgmental. I'll talk about, ah, no, when I'm here, I'm ready to be a Christian and all of that. However, God used her for me. She used to play a lot of Christian music. And I found myself starting to really get into it. So it got to a point where I couldn't start my day without listening to Christian music. From never wanting to listen to Christian music before. And then slowly, the influence, I didn't realize, started to like really have an effect on me. Now, looking back, I realized that she was changing something in the atmosphere of our room. But at the time, time yeah. I didn't know. She would always invite me to church and because I was so I had such low self-esteem there I was gym obsessed. I was slim, but I thought I was fat and I was always going to the gym. So she invites me to church. I'm like, I'm sorry, I have to go and work out. Invite me to fellowship. I'm sorry, I have to go and work out. It was a it was an obsession because I didn't think of myself as good enough. I was constantly trying to attain um acceptance. <sighs> And it's so funny how I don't even remember how I started 
reading the Bible again, but I remember that there was one day in my room, I was reading the Bible and I stumbled on Romans 8. And the first verse said, there is now no more condemnation Mm -hmm. for they who are in Christ Jesus. And you know what? I felt like, why didn't anyone ever tell me this? You know, I had heard about hell, fire, brimstone, you know, lake of fire, all of that. But I'd never heard someone tell me that in Christ, there is no bondage, there's no condemnation. And that was really the thing because I think all my life, what I've been searching for was acceptance. I was searching for love, you know, and I was going about in the wrong place, you know, looking for it by looking a certain way, by appealing to men. You know, I was just constantly trying to achieve society's standard of perfection, you know. So my self-image was battered. And having God really break in with that moment of illumination, it, it, it changed my life you know so romans 8 particularly verse 1 but all the way to the end the entire chapter became a life-changing moment it was like god just came in and shone a light into the darkness of my heart and showed me that look you know once you give your life to me i am for you of course it was a journey where i did have um an encounter with christ where i felt like god was talking to me telling me what I would use my life for and you know prophesying over me it was amazing it was really amazing but uh, yeah it's been a journey since then of just walking with that but whenever I lose my way I come back to that moment because I knew that it was the Holy Spirit and that's why I think scriptures for a believer they are not a thing that is recommended they're not a thing that you should do it is the very life force of a believer I don't think that we can effectively live mm. as believers on earth if we are not constantly in scripture because it wasn't a flowery message i listen to a lot of preachers now and i i honor preachers but it wasn't that i listened to a message and it changed my life no i've given my life various times <laughs> since i was a child before that but it was really the word that changed me it was the word that finally convinced me that god is good yeah. I just before we move on, just certain things that you said that touched me. The fact that God is so intentional and He sees ahead of us that He will plan to go in our lives that will bring us to Him without Him knowing yeah, or without us knowing, right? rather yeah. not without Him. Of course, He knows. For me, it was just people that plant seeds that will turn. If maybe one day you see it that God led to what, maybe you will never see it, but just people in our, that God puts in our lives that eventually bring us to help us in this journey of becoming you know what we are now where we are going to be um for me it was my auntie i had this auntie auntie cc and i was born in the brought up in the catholic home born into a catholic home and um god was god was rosary and Mm. um prayer and so every night we said the rosary and i was the first so my dad would allow my sister to sleep off for some reason, they never had to like. <laughs> <laughs> you can leave up now. I will say the rosary. Mm. This is just in my head. So that was my thing. But to me, it was just punishment. I didn't, I didn't see God there. Mm. And then the older I, I, I got, I just started to wonder: Is this can be it? There has to be more to it. And I really started to feel like that when I started to spend time with my auntie. So we mm. both like reading books. Yeah. So whenever I went to her house for the holidays, while my sisters and my cousins would go out to play, we would be inside reading books and gisting about the books. But beyond that, I got to hear, because I was spending time with her, unintentionally, I got to hear about God mm. through her, through people around her. And it wasn't just that, oh, I'm a Christian too, or I go to church to know. She had a relationship with God. Yeah. And there was... I would hear of time, maybe through her, from her or her, or, or my cousins, her children. I remember one time she said God woke her up in the night to pray for her kids far away in, I can't remember, I can't remember where they went, but they were in school. And she started to pray. And then later, the next day, she heard that something happened in school. And wow. I think trees were collapsing, the bills were collapsing, and God saved her children. Wow. Other people. So I was like, really? 
you can have that kind of relationship with God that God will wake you up in the night to pray for your kids or that God just to have that relationship yeah. with the person that made the universe it was very fascinating to me but mm. I still so yeah just I'm very appreciative of people that God put in our lives that plant the seeds that make us curious about who this person is and then yeah. eventually become so that's one second thing <laughs> for me was the body image thing hmm there's this song and it's not a gospel song so don't crucify me <laughs> but i'm always fascinated because i think and i don't think i know that god has blessed all of us mm-hmm. and some of us intentionally use our gifts to glorify god yeah and some people don't yeah so but it's still a gift that god puts in us yeah and so i say all that to talk about this girl called julia michaels okay her songs she's a beautiful songwriter like I don't know because I'm a writer, probably because I'm a writer, but I'm very appreciative mm. of who that can put words together and make you feel things. Yeah. And she has this song called Body. Mm. And the day I heard this song, I was like, this is my life. The way she talks about how she couldn't go out sometimes because of her body and how she mm. felt in it and how. So just The name of the song is Body. And it's just about body image and mm. hitting her body yeah. and apologizing to her body for all the times that she mm. didn't go out she couldn't do certain things to certain people because of her body and other people mm. didn't get it and mm. so that's i feel like a lot of women and it just is really really terrible that this is yeah. the society that we live in where a lot of women struggle with body image issues yeah like and even you even the ones you think are perfect that you look at them like i wish i even had small mm-hmm. you'll be surprised if you, to find out that those ones i think are perfect are struggling with body image issues too yeah and it's it, it it's something that really touches lately i've been thinking about it a lot and yeah. it's something i've been praying about too that it doesn't make sense for us to say that we are christians and we have god and i know it's a, it's a journey it's not something that you just you know arrive in one day or just get over quickly like that because I think it's also our upbringing that really fits into this thing because a woman is brought up in this part of the world a woman is brought up to live for other people mm-hmm. and so you have to attract the man you yeah. have to make sure that you are packaging yourself to attract yeah. the man and yeah. not to do that you have to constantly ask yourself am i so men like fatty men so men like oh, mm. big men so men like skinny. yeah so who are you appealing who to? are you appealing to am Who's i causing <laughs> i remember growing up and being i hated my lips growing up mm. because i grew I, up so in did the, I. I grew up in the um angelina jolie days mm. and so whenever a guy was talking to me he wasn't talking to, looking at me he was looking at my lips so i hated my lips and then I, I had a love-hate thing with it. Maybe if it was a guy that was talking to me that I liked, I was looking at my list, then maybe yeah. I liked my list. Yeah, no, I, I get you completely. <laughs> because I... In fact, you are me this particular issue. It's so funny how, you know, before God redeems us, He redeems us totally from so many different things. There's so many layers of salvation that we still come into over time. You know, just even on, on enjoying objectification. Is, is is a thing that we don't even realize and it really stems from us not knowing who we are i also had that thing because i have full lips as well and when i was younger i was bullied for it you know and people you say children can be really mean yeah. <laughs> everyone listening raise your children to be kind <laughs> um so i was really bullied in primary school and then later on after i left secondary school it became like a huge mm. thing where full lips were everywhere like you said the Angel- yeah, angelina jolie yeah. thing uh the megan i forgot the lady, megan fox I megan think. fox so it was like full lips were all the rage and people used to a lot of guys used to even say a lot of really inappropriate things to me about my lips and you know at the time i i i, I was a bit irritated by it but at the same time i thought i'll take any and, attention yeah because because I was bullied, I had grown up really hating. I thought I was so ugly that, you know, and, and because I, I had I had struggled with my weight as well, but I just, it was such a thing. It was such a bondage for me. My looks, I hated the way that I looked. And because I have a really beautiful mom, you know, like by, even by conventional standards, she's, she still looks young. She's, she's light skinned, she's beautiful. I always had people comparing me to her so I, I always grew up feeling like I was in the shadow of her looks feeling ugly feeling not good enough so I didn't realize that I had embodied all of those lies and I was living from that place it wasn't until God set me free that I realized oh I was actually in bondage 
I didn't know that this was a thing that I was dealing with, but that's a story for another yeah, day. Yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking that should probably do a, a whole episode. But before I even move on to the conversation for today, still about this body image thing. It's a journey. You might never even realize that you have it until yeah. God opens your eyes to it. Yeah. And I think for me, what has been helping me lately is because I've always been, even I've always been a. I liked exercising mm. for a long time, and I still exercise. I still love exercising, mm-hmm. but now God is consciously always helping me to remember my why. Mm. Am I exercising and eating right because I want man to like me, mm. or am I exercising and eating right because this is the temple and I want to be disciplined? Yeah. I want to be a good steward over this temple that God has yeah. given me. Yeah. So. The body image thing is a journey we are still working on it. Yeah, yeah. Just hearing you talk about it reminded me. Like, <laughs> I just need to say something before we move on. I love but. how the Holy Spirit does that. He yep. really does quicken us, even with the words of others. So even I am encouraged by what you just said. <laughs> like I really, I really want women to just let go of that. That. Mm that thing i know it's how we are raised and the social programming and it's going to take a while but with yeah so with god's help you can overcome body image issues and we just need to realize that we have to believe it for god not for women and not for society having said that moving on to the gist of today (laughs) today we're talking about union life and i need to give you the gist of how this all happened so this morning i was leaving the house to come out so that we could do this well for something else but also so that we could do this i remember thinking i didn't read my bible this morning again. i want to go and do podcast about god i know it's like are you just that voice of are you hence the name unqualified preacher are you even qualified enough are you even like your mind you have not fed your soul all these things and this is it's important and then my god sense just kicked in like what why are you acting why are you speaking like an orphan why are you acting like you are living a life that's right. outside of god like you have to you have to spend i don't even know like you, i feel like some we a lot of us do that thing where we are, we are still we are saved we are children of god but we are still doing like orphans or like mm. people that don't really understand that you have been accepted and you yeah. still have to um good morning sir sir please can i just have some <laughs> small small authority small grace for today small small thank you sir i'll come back next week i'll come yeah. back Saturday. like and and so in that moment it was like no ah, you have to hold this between you i cannot you're not living apart from him and you're not yeah. living separate from him and I did never know that God was planning all this thread. Like God can so thread. Like it's not the thread. <laughs> God is the ultimate thread so <laughs> So that happened, and then we come to to come to church for the thing, and then after after the church thing, uh, Buche is talking to someone, and the person is talking about something, and Uche says, uh, "Holy Spirit, help us find this thing." Still doesn't my my, my brain doesn't still connect the dots. And then later on, while we are still, before we start the podcast, we are still talking about something else. And then God just makes the thing click in my brain. I'm like, yes, union life, the ability for people to understand that once you are saved, you are carrying God inside of you two four seven. It's not only in the morning when you read your Bible, mm. or at night when you go to bed, or when you remember God that like you should be living within God two four seven. Mm. And I okay. <laughs> I got no, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, go, go like, because on. I feel go like on. it will really change how we do things if yeah. we realize if we are constantly a lot of us walk around with sin consciousness and not mm. enough God consciousness. Yeah, yeah, and if we were, yeah. we, we we let go of that sin consciousness and start to realize that we are carrying God in us. There are certain things that we will not do. There are certain places that we will not enter. There are certain like we will just and it's not even a thing of I'm trying to be good. It will just happen naturally because you realize who you are, what you carry, and that you are constantly communicating with him and in union with him. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just gonna piggyback off what yeah. you're saying. Um, one thing I was listening to this morning. I'm doing this 40 days of purity. purity yeah. yeah, I shared that. <laughs> um, I encourage anyone to check it out. It's by Moral Revolution. It's on YouTube. Um. And the the devotional for today, the guy was talking about freedom, living in freedom. And he said a lot of us Christians, we like to do sin management. But Christ didn't come for sin management. I know, right? I was like, oh my God. This man. You're so right. Like, you're so right. Sin management. 
So about this management thing, like I feel like that thing is just it's the biggest trap of the century of the human existence. Like yep. the devil just trap us in like we are saved, but it's not like but you used to see. So you just spend the rest of your saved life constantly thinking about did I sin today? Mm-hmm. Is it too much sin? Mm-hmm. And you are not living in the fullness of God, you are that living so in true. the fullness of sin and the That is honestly it. It's a treadmill. It's a treadmill. You get the devil helps us stay on that treadmill, you know. That's why the Bible calls the devil the accuser of the brethren. Mm-hmm. Because he comes with his lies and his accusations. The funny thing is that we never remember that the same Bible says that he who the Son has set free is free indeed. And Jesus didn't come <laughs> Jesus didn't come to be slain again and again. That's why I don't agree with that thing of where people say uh, when you lie, you nail Jesus to the cross. Yes, yeah. It's a lie. The Bible says that he's the once and for all sacrifice for all the sins that were, are, and that will, will be. ever be. You know, he's the lamb that was slain. One thing I've been meditating on is um, the image of Christ represented in Revelation. He's the lion and he's also the lamb. And he's a slain lamb. When you see, he's not even a lamb that was just standing there. He's a slain lamb. So you see that he was slain for all eternity, yet he lives. That is part of the mystery of Christ. And if we can come to understand that, that Christ was exalted the name that is above all names and is seated at the right hand of the father and the same bible says that we are seated in heavenly places in christ so we're no more on that plane of struggling to overcome bound to our sin bound to our flesh we've already overcome in christ we're already seated in him we're hidden in christ in god for the enemy to do anything to us he needs to take permission from god from christ from us we are just the ones that lease away our authority to the enemy. So he says these lies. And instead of us to exercise our authority and say, I rebuke you through the word, we now get into that thing of, oh, actually, truly, I'm a sinner yeah. because I fell today and all of that. And it makes a mockery of the, the sacrifice of Christ to believe that he saved us enough for us to escape mm. hell, but he didn't save us enough for us to escape this trap of sin you know so we get into this place where we're just like oh yes so maybe actually i need to go back and do this thing and do that and that that treadmill is the treadmill of living in works instead of living in faith <sighs> and sometimes it can be the journey of our lives but something that being so self sin conscious does to us is that we don't remember that we're not just saved from we were also saved for there is a work there is a purpose that christ has for us to do that is beyond just escaping hell that is not even it okay so i'm going to i'm going to say something yeah. now that i did not i was not planning on saying and it might make you judge me but it's fine it's all right i before but before i say that just talk about this management thing like it's crazy how I've been this I've been thinking about and I've been seeing stuff that's making me think about this. There's mm. this um lady on Twitter, BB something. She's mm. married to this guy that is in Abuja and they are an amazing godly couple. She has she's a blogger and she has a podcast and mm. she's been talking about sin consciousness lately and so I've been thinking about it a lot. And just thinking about how like the gospel is so simple. Mm. It's so simple, yeah, like it can't be true. Mm, because yeah. if we really I think that's what they what they will use to trap us. Because if you really believe how like just how just take it face value how simple it is, then certain things like there are some certain conversations you see on Twitter and you're like if you really understood what you have and what it means to be saved and to say yes to God, yeah, we'll not be arguing about whether you should be in trust or you should be doing I just also some things that I feel like the devil what what he does best is to get us just in a loop. Yes. In a cycle, yeah, and then once you are in that, successfully bound us in that place, yeah, like, you just stay there because you are going to die there. Die there, and yeah. you are right when we focus so much on our sin management, and we we can't be who God has called us to be because yeah. Yeah, God has not just saved us for ourselves. God has saved us for other people. Yeah, in fact, something happened yesterday, nice that this morning. We are just like, I'm never. I'm saved. I'm I'm taking care of. I'm never I'm never praying about my needs anymore. Mm. Instead, I'm thanking God for it, and I'm just going to pray for other people. Yeah, that's so good. So, what happened was yesterday night. My sister is around, and she would listen to this and whatever happens happens. My sister is around, and she wanted to flex. 
and I'm not about that life. My Friday, like, after a stressful work week, on Friday, all I want to do is just lie down my bed, mm. watch something, and sleep off. Which is terrible. I should bring my Bible. <laughs> <laughs> but literally, that's my Friday. Girl, I don't judge you because that is so me. Like, after the stress of the week, I just yeah. want to just. That's how I want my Friday to be. I just yeah. want to be in my house, just resting and not having to. I'm not having to think about anybody but myself because I can be an introvert and I just want to just mm. recharge and be with myself. But anyway, my sister around, I'm like, okay, let me flex her because I'm, I'm different from my sister, so I know that she's mm. not about that home life. She gets enough of that home. So we go out and she has her friends with her and her friends say they want to go somewhere to a club. I haven't been to a club in years. Like, mm. it's not my idea of fun. Fun, yeah. Even then, it was only my idea of fun because I liked dancing mm. a lot. Oh, I really I liked you. dancing. So I used to go to the clubs to dance. Like yeah. I, 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 I would go to the club, drink water, and dance. That was my Same. thing. Same. <laughs> but now it's just, it's not, it's just not fun. But anyways, yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. Let's go to the club. Let me, let me, like, this doesn't happen often. Let me hear mm. my sister. Mm. So we go to the club. Brothers and sisters. Brethren, the club is a strip club. Oh wow! <laughs> okay, so my ideas. People, people have different arguments and and justifications for why there should be a strip club. Mm. People are like, you know, with working women, this that that that. The fourth day, I always jokingly said, anywhere the strip club thing came up, that I'm never letting someone take me to a female strip club. I'm going to objectify people. I'm going to objectify men. <laughs> I, it was always a joke that I used to say that I'm never yeah. going to a female strip club that yeah. we've objectified women enough. If I'm yeah. going to a strip club, I'm going to objectify <laughs> men. Of course, that doesn't exist in Nigeria. I don't think it exists in Nigeria. I'm sure people that know people and things know. You'd be surprised at what exists in this country, <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> so, so, so we get to this club. So, so that's always been my thing about a strip club. Like, I'm never doing that, but if I were to do that, that's what, and that's, that's my first speaking, anyways. So we get to this strip club and I enter inside. I, I had to go out of the street because I wanted to cry. Mm. My heart was breaking. I cause just like I wasn't it wasn't even coming from a place of me being judgmental mm. thinking, oh look at them. It wasn't that. It was just me. It was like, why? And not just for the women, for the men too. Mm. Like this is not what God created you for. Mm. You shouldn't be inside here. Like what what what, what what happened to you that made you is okay still in the spirit of being vulnerable there is something that happens in you when you have premarital sex mm. and there is something that happens in you whether it's, it's friends it benefits or whatever situation it is for you to take off your clothes in front of someone and i'm saying this as a believer now not yeah. as yeah where you are still in the world and your yeah. your spirit is your, your flesh you are led by your flesh yeah you are led by your flesh but when you give your life to Christ something something changes in you and when when you engage in premarital sex or any type of sexual situation for you to take off your clothes in front of someone that you are not married to I feel like there is something that happens in you mm. and so yes I just kept thinking what happened that, that and the more you the more you do it the easier it gets yeah yeah, and I feel like the more something breaks inside of you, and the more mm. something dies inside of you. Mm. I just kept thinking yesterday, what what happened? What went wrong in life that you got so dead inside or comfortable that to strip in front of people for whatever reason? That is people you know people say is body is empowering. I don't think. That I've never thought that that was empowering, and now even seeing it in real life, I am 100% sure that this is not the way to be for this is not the way to do the whole female empowerment. This is not it. And then I kept thinking of the men, like honestly, until my friend tapped me because my friend was with me, until my friend tapped me, I was praying inside. Mm. I never knew when I said pray, and I was almost crying because. It just I remember just talking about being saved for. Yeah. So we're not just saved for ourselves, we're saved for other people. And when we stand we enter this cycle of um, sin management, we become so focused on ourselves yeah. and our sin 
which funny enough it doesn't make us seem less it, does. it makes us seem more it makes us seem more <laughs> yeah so the sin consciousness is just a an endless loop and you don't do the things that God has called you to do God has called us to save people yeah. and we cannot be powerful and say this because we are focusing so much on ourselves yeah. so which was why I don't have about this morning I remember yesterday night because I was mad at my sister and I was praying like ten years with me to help me figure out a way to deal with the situation because I am so angry at my sister and I, but I don't want to speak when I'm angry mm. so I, and then I remember yesterday night and I was like I'm never praying for myself again I need to start praying for that because you'll be so Focus on my my scene today. Okay, today was a good day. Not kiss me. Okay, so yeah. Okay, then tomorrow you wake up to see um, an unsolicited picture mm. or message and like I have sinned again. How do I get out of this scene? And then before you know, God is like, there's so much. Like I've saved you. You're fine. You're covered. You're good. But there are people out there that are not. Yeah. And I need you to stop focusing on yourself and yeah. be selfless and like focus on other people. Sorry, look No, 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 definitely. I think what you're describing is really something that we lack. And it's something that I've been praying for, that we have a heart, you know, that breaks for what breaks for the Father's heart. It's it's all well and good to be politically correct and say the right things to people. And, you know, um, like you were saying now, people are advocating for more rights for sex workers. Uh, as a lawyer myself, I believe in, yes, rights yeah. for people. But as a believer, someone who sees with the lens of Christ, I know that there's a there's a there's a way that God wants each of us to live our lives in a way that honors him. And so many people are living out of the plan of God. And yet we sit down and we are so focused on ourselves. Like you said, when the devil traps us in these cycles, you know, he just leaves us there. You know, the devil is not omnipresent. Yeah. So he just creates this cycle that will just be going and around. And he just is self-destructive and is selfish. And Christ didn't come for a selfish gospel. Any gospel, in fact, that ends with enriching or enabling ourselves is not Christ. Yeah. It's not, it's not the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, because he came for others. He came to die. Christ is really... I've, I've heard it said that Christ is not just an example for us he's an example of us yeah. where we have now been remade in his image he was always what we were meant to be we're always meant to be humans who are fully connected with the father and fully reconciled with people in hebrews it says that um christ didn't come um it's not the 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 desire of god i'm paraphrasing now by the way it's not the de- desire of god for any Body to perish but for all sinners to come to repentance and christ came for that reconciliation and we are also ambassadors of christ and we have the same message of reconciliation saying that we implore you we beseech you be reconciled to christ and that is just an accurate portrayal of who we are we are reconciled to christ and now we need to go out okay. and spread yeah. that message i think it's something that we don't do enough of as the church you know we get so focused on ourselves that we are dealing with our own sin that we don't remember that there are people who don't even know that jesus loves them and i think that's one of the worst things because the way that you see god is the biggest determinant of how you live your life how you see life how everything goes through you because when you understand that you are fully loved and accepted by god it changes everything your perspective on suffering of pain or of loss it changes completely because it's not that you will not have trouble jesus never gave that he said in this world you will have trouble but be of good cheer because i have overcome the world even in james james said um that you should rejoice when you face diverse trials and temptations because it's for the testing of your faith and that births endurance and perseverance breads character so it's it's for the equipping of us not that god sends us evil our way but god is so good that he's able to rework it that all things work together for our good so even the the sins that so easily beset us the things that we think that we are grappling with when they come we need to change our mindset yeah our perspective and come up higher come up higher to the plane where christ is saying um in the tribe we're doing um a series of teachings and we've been talking a lot about union life 
and really it's it's been such a good reminder of, of me and it's been challenging a lot of my perspectives and perceptions about living with christ that's god consciousness the fact that god and i are one there's no separation there's no distance it can be one of the hardest things to accept that's like it. you said the gospel is so simple but i think because we're so used to a hard life because this world is broken we're used to struggling we're used to formulas of you do this plus you do that you get that but there are so like, many variables you like can't even solve for x like no it can't it can't be, it can't real be so simple if it's so simple it like, can't be no but that's just it's it really is so, so simple. simple and it doesn't mean that we sit down and fold our hands after that because christ has done everything no but we don't work for his approval or for his salvation we work from from, from that point like now you're partakers we're supposed to exactly. be walking with him exactly and like you said it's such an orphan spirit and an orphan prayer to think that because you didn't read the bible today then so this the holy spirit has left you. you then you will come back when you not open your bible or when you listen to god's music the holy spirit uh, is not flighty like that you know he's not he's not waiting for anything no the bible says that we've been sealed with the holy spirit until the day so the holy spirit is not up and down even when the bible says that you can grieve the holy spirit doesn't mean that the holy spirit is leaving you doesn't mean the holy spirit is leaving you you can grieve the holy spirit you can make him not have his free reign in your life you can curtail him by your disobedience by the ways that you conduct your affairs you know you can stifle his voice where you are not hearing him but it doesn't mean that he stops speaking to you it doesn't mean that he ever left you so even in this whole thing we really have to begin to renew our minds that's why the scriptures is so important you know now we're saying just to balance it for people listening it's not like oh today the holy spirit has left because you don't read your bible but you make it a habit of reading the bible and not just reading for gaining cookie points it is a it's a or twitter thread you know a lot (laughs) of us we fall into that thing of reading for rema so we can share (laughs) you know your 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 quotes for the day or your tweet for the day or whatever it's not about reading for sharing or reading to mark it that oh you know how you version you mark your streak it's not about getting that one no it's not about it's not about that it's about understanding that knowing god is how we live our lives if we we accept that we are now united with christ then we must understand that to for me to know you in him i have to spend time with you mm-hmm. i have to enjoy your presence Just as a friend of mine. Yeah. you know the more time i spend the more i know about you the more we can we rub off on each other you know you start to you know you're friends with people and you start to share the same expressions start yeah. to do the same thing it's really like that you cannot claim to love someone the way we claim to love god and we run away from his presence five minutes were like oh my god i'm done with this prayer now i need to leave no and it's not about being religious about it of saying now i must start one hour it's understanding that every day in christ you are there he's with you when you go to work he's there there's no sacred secular divide where god does not understand that you are a bank worker or you are a writer or this or that when you open your laptop to write now jesus go and stay in the church and i am going to do my that, thing that's, now that's it's such thing. a lie separation it's, is such a lie a trap a life of such the peace a life of, of, hell. of hell and i think it has robbed a lot of us believers from expressing the creativity that god has encoded in us i i'm really passionate about this topic of creativity and believers because god is the ultimate creator mm-hmm god is the ultimate creator and we have examples in the bible where god actually imputed the spirit of excellence in arts and crafts to people i think his name is bezalel i can't remember when the children of israel were going to construct the temple okay. and he had it were two people oh oh Haliel and i can't remember the name guys <laughs> please look it up but there are two people that the the spirit of the lord came upon them and they had excellence in art and craft such that they were able to interpret things from heaven straight into that now in the old testament the holy spirit was coming upon people and living coming upon them and living 
In Daniel, he had the spirit of excellence. Joseph, the Holy Spirit will come upon him and interpret dreams. Now we have the Holy Spirit living, living in us. Of us yeah? So why would we think that the creator of the universe, have you looked at how mm. majestic this world is? If that same Christ is living in us, what do we think that he that, that he's not able to express in so many ways, in songs, in music, in diverse forms of art and crafts? But we because we have solid these things in our minds that we believe that as creativity sculpture is the realm of the devil it must be an idol if it is carved which let's not even get into idolatry <laughs> because we can turn all sorts of things into idols let's not get into that one but that separation is such a lie that us versus them such a lie Christians versus um, secular world, right? Honestly, it's I don't such know a if, lie. If we're around, I don't know. If, I don't think we we're around when we had the um, there was this series we had at the tribe. Something about uh, prince, no, some priest, priesthood, and something like kingship, king, kings and priests. I think so. Like being a king and a priest. Yeah. Like how to be a believer with God and then also be useful in the world. So, yeah. Yeah, something like that. And I think that a lot of us think that in our parents' generation, I feel like they carried God on their heads, mm. but that God was never expressed outside of church. Yeah. I don't yeah. church. So. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I feel like with this generation, God wants full... Sometimes I sit down and I feel like God just like I want people to know me and I want mm. people to express me yeah. fully yeah. in every God is not only a singing God mm-hmm. or a, 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 dancing, a, a dancing, dancing God or He's everything. I yeah. I don't know if this is politically politically correct to say I've used God in my work. No, or God yeah. has used me in my work. I don't have to put it because yeah. there are days where I'm like I get I'm married to a and I'm like I don't have anything to write to do. Because I'm a reporter, journalist or whatever, but the kind of I do lifestyle, mm-hmm. and so my stories aren't always um, based on what is happening because yeah. lifestyle isn't always Current is not dependent on what necessarily yeah. depend on what is happening. On a good day, yes, but that doesn't always happen. Some days you have to literally think of stuff to write mm-hmm. that people want to read. So I'm like, God, I don't want, I don't want to write today. Help me, my brain. I just get to and I, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that is how, like, that is that is what sin consciousness and sin management and not realizing who we are and that mm-hmm, we now have mm-hmm. we now live in union that's what it does to us it yeah. robs us of really being that's like well, that's why priests are powerless yeah we are just by name finish yeah. in those days they call them christians because they saw them following the yeah. footsteps yeah. but now i just Christians because oh i went i go to this church or i go yeah. to that church and yeah. it's not supposed yeah. to be like that i feel yeah. like god wants us to really live connected to him and in him two four seven and yeah, really right. One way to do that is apart from just changing your mindset, and to even change your mindset, yeah, goes back to the word. <laughs> to read the Bible, and and anytime I read the Bible, man, I don't know. The God, the heart that God gave me mm. is waking up. I don't really like it. <laughs> <laughs> it was hard before. Now it's getting soft, and every day I'm like, it's too much. But I read the Bible, I'm like. God is so. I think I even said this. Twitter this that God is so good. Like the Bible is. Just read the Bible and you're reading God's heart and you're yeah. reading God's thoughts and you're reading yeah. God's wants. Yeah. And you're reading and you're seeing who God wants you to be. Mm. And the Bible is reading you too because yeah. the Bible is just like that. Like the, there's no book that reads you, that you're that, reading that's reading you. Read you back. How? Yeah. God is, God is good. No, no, no. That honestly, everything you said, a hundred percent about expressing christ in the workplace which is funny is what we were discussing today that thing of asking the holy spirit i do it all the time because i know that outside of christ i have nothing to give what do i know that i'm going to do in my office like this hustling thing eh? and i'm a lawyer i just need to put that out there so it's not just for the people in the creative yeah, space yeah. now i work with creatives because i'm an intellectual property lawyer but then but you know we are all supposed to be creatives that. like we are all creative like this lawyer thing teacher everybody, everybody everybody should be a creative yes because we are all creating something because Whether we are all we created by god and god is the ultimate creator, creator. and he made us and there's exactly. no way he will make us outside of himself that he will not put creativity inside us exactly. it's just not possible exactly so that, yeah, a teacher like this guy what's his name that i interviewed him for what's his name in him henry something his name starts with a 
the way he's a, he's a teacher and he teaches in a um, low income or in community mm. but the way he does it it has gone beyond I'm just a teacher to getting people to be invested and, mm. and be inspired by what he's doing. Yeah. I cannot tell me that's not sense. That, that and that's it. not creativity. That is you it. can be, you can be, I'm trying to think, you can be a chef and be creative. You can yes. be a hairdresser and be, like, we should all be creative because it's God that made us and God the creator. Like, yes. there is no, there's no, sep- we need to stop limiting God and putting God in boxes and saying, I can only be a creative when I'm singing. I can mm. only be a creative when I'm a writer. And ooh, we are all supposed to be yeah. constantly supposed to be. Um, no, what you're saying is so true. And I'll say something funny, but it might seem silly, but I keep saying that the person who created wigs has a straight passport <laughs> to heaven. Honestly, because I'm not, I'm not, mm, I'm not tapped into that wig grace yet. I have tapped into it, <laughs> and what it has done for my hair, girl. <laughs> I can tell you that wigs have helped free good advice to all the ladies listening out there, especially if you have natural hair in this Lagos. Get into wigs, your hair will flourish. <laughs> but that's just on one side. People who created this table, you know, for example, who created a clock, that is all creativity. Even you these iPhone of, people. Honestly, they didn't know God, is, but they tapped into God's creativity. Exactly. No matter what it is you're doing, even for medical professionals, there are people who invented new ways of surgery. Somebody discovered that penicillin could be the first antibiotic. Uh, if you watch, that is creativity. I watched this show called The Good Doctor and it's about an autistic doctor. And when he comes up with ideas, they go into his you you they see, you see his brain and mm. how he's working, and you cannot tell me that is not creativity, yeah. because he's constantly coming up with creative solutions to problems, yeah. Yeah. traditional problems. Yeah. Quote. So, and that's what the Holy Spirit wants to do, and the Holy Spirit doesn't want us. I believe that the Holy Spirit doesn't want us to ever get to a point where we are so reliant on ourselves that we don't need to consult him. So every day, yeah, yeah, every day we should go back and say holy spirit because god if you if you read in the bible jesus is the most creative creative person you can find <laughs> even in his ministry where there was a lot of healing he never did the same thing the same way twice mm-hmm. so today he might you know spit on the ground mix it and touch someone's so eyes you know yeah. the other day he speaks to them and he was really creative in the way that he did things so God is not interested in being... God is not a one formula or He's a not one, one formula pony. God. Exactly. He's not a one trick pony. He wants us to express... And part of expressing God is expressing expressing how diverse and how vast he is in all the things that he's able to do. So I don't think God wants us to keep saying, okay, so this works. And that's actually how we build monuments and make things an idol. Just like in the... The snake the thing. Building, the snake thing. It was something that was used, used to once. heal by God. Mm-hmm. And then they made it into an idol. And even we can do that even with our work. Where there is a system that God has given us that worked. And then we camp there and decide that this is this where is we're going to This is the only way God can. This is the only way God can move. About and we now make that a doctrine. A practice of how people should do things. When God wants us to constantly come back. There is so much more to be found in God. If we would go... If God is the source of endless supply, he told the woman at the well that if you drink from me, you will never thirst again, which means you will constantly be replenished such that out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. Do you know what it means to not just drink from something, but to become a conduit where a river is flowing through you? It means you are connected to a source that is greater than you. A pipe can only channel what is passing through it. And if we are connected to the Holy Spirit, who has no end of supply, that means the things that should be coming out of us, the ways in which we should be reaching the world, you know, because you can create a product so good that someone will praise God. Like you said, you listened to a song that touched you ah, and you were like, my God, this is incredible. That is someone using their gift in such a way that you actually give glory to God for the giver of the gifts. Someone can create a chair that is so magnificent. You praise the God who gave that person, person the yeah, wisdom yeah, yeah. to that that's how to express christ even to people that you'll never see there's a way to preach the gospel to people that you will never ever meet just by being excellent just by being excellent king solomon till today even people who are not believers they talk about solomon and his wisdom wisdom that transcends ages where people talk about it across cultures across everything you know that kind of wisdom where you even come into popular parlance 
for it. It's 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 crazy. If you look at Daniel, even these are people who had intimate relationships with God, and Christ was the very embodiment. All those men were just a measure of it, but Christ was the fullness, and Christ has now given us everything that he had. The same way we are, um, the same way Christ is to God is the same way that we are to God right now. And that is really what union is about. Coming into the office of who we are in Christ and understanding that there is so much more. So much more. Hmm. Guys, you cannot see me. My head has almost fallen because I've been nodding like... <laughs> but yeah if you don't i was going to say something i don't even know if it's still relevant but i was going to say this hustling thing especially mm. since we live in lagos the city of hustlers there is a there's another way that god wants us to live beyond this hustling yeah i know that in my life the times i've been plugged in yeah i've had small sense mm. god sense not human sense <laughs> <laughs> I've seen God do things with with things that cannot and will never make sense to, to a human being with a human mind. Yeah. And some of us are living lives that are just dependent on ourselves and on our works and we are dying and we are depressed and we are anxious and we are constantly mm. thinking, how can I do more? How can I? Oh, I did this one. Okay, do one more. How? 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 You're killing yourself. Because we're not created to live by ourselves and mm. to, to to be our own source. Yeah. We're not created to live like that. We are, if we are living like that, we are living outside of God. And that's why yeah. we are we are tired. Yeah. And we are depressed. Yeah. And we are unhappy. And we are suicidal. Yeah. Because you are living outside of God. Yeah. When you start to live this do this union life and live with God, trust there's a difference. There is a difference. There's a there's you you come to your office and you be smiling and you be not happy because oh, happy, happiness is not the fruit of the spirit. You be yeah. joyful. Joyful. I'm be like ah, with this um, bike ban, mm. with this Lagos traffic. Yeah. What is what? Why why is your own case different? A lot of these people they do. My own case is different. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, if you do not take anything from anything that we have said, I think. For me, and I'm sure for you, the most important thing we're both saying and trying to stress is we need to do life the way God intended mm-hmm. for us to do life. Yeah. If you have ha- if you have done it the other way, which I have, where you're trying to exist, I'm the first child, and I stay worrying from <laughs> from my mother's womb, mm. and it was always because I'm the third at the Adia. Adia is the first daughter. So my grandmother's an Adia, my mother's an Adia, and I'm an Adia, and yeah, I just grew up with feeling like was, the world was on my shoulder and mm. I constantly needed to really want to figure things out and, mm. and fix things and make sure things are working right and, and so I'm constantly worrying and how do I okay. thank God God is helping me leg of that mm. but I can't and so the point I'm trying to make is I have lived I've tried that way of living by myself yeah. and trying to do things by myself and it is the fastest way to die yeah and yeah and I'm saying there's another way to do to, to do life mm-hmm. and that is in God and with God and okay. especially if you're a Christian why are you a Christian and you're not existing the way God wants you to exist like okay. don't allow the devil and sin consciousness and all sort of things rob you of that life anymore like yeah. from as you just listen to just be like okay and and I think there's some another what is the devil yes <laughs> more sense because someone will listen to this and think God loves them more than me you, do, do you have, does that because I, and I just remember this because I was having a conversation with someone, a stranger that came into my DM on Twitter. I think I, I don't know what led to what, but some people would hear this and think, and the, and the devil would tell them, it's not you, it's not your dad. Yeah. You. No. Oh, that's See, such a lie. No. It's you too. Yeah. It's you too. When I are a Christian already, you are not a Christian yet. It's you too. As long as God made you, it's not, it's exactly. not robots that made you, it's exactly. not technology that made you. Exactly. As long as it's the same God that made me, that made you. Whatever I have, which I don't even have, like zero point zero zero. Like I'm never, I'm never going to even see anything. But as long as it's the same God that made me, that made you, you have access to Him too. Yeah. And you also sure. have access to this union life. Yeah. And just, just, just let's, just, just imagine this fantasy world, which is actually not a fantasy world. It is real. Hey, wake up in the morning, you're like, no, let's not start the night before. Um, do not hold this prayer. Please wake me up tomorrow. And Holy Spirit wakes you up, 
and he's like, okay, thank you, Holy Spirit. Let me let me spend some time with you. And he spent some time with the Holy Spirit and Bible and you know, meditate and all that. He's like, okay, Holy Spirit. Oh, that was great. What do I wear now? And this is like, I'm too weird. You wore this one last week. No, and God has sense. Oh, God has fashion sense, and God, God is also funny. So yes. let's even let's get out of that. God wants you to wear long skirt that's sweeping the old nah, Lagos. Nah, nah. There are people that are sweeping Lagos. It's not your destiny to sweep Lagos. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so this the is like, swag. This is like, okay. Mm. They always repair you. You put in the clothes. Show them what you have. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but anyways, we had this one. I'm like, okay, thank you for this. Okay, let me go and brush. Okay, okay, who is my boss in the house now? Okay, as I'm going out, just just be with me. Don't let me go out like an orphan. Just you know, I don't want to live separate of it. Like this was really beautiful. This me and you right now was really amazing, and I don't want to wait until I come back or the few minutes I can sneak into the bathroom. You know, I want to carry this with with me as I'm going out into the world today. Like, this woman I don't need. And then you go and as you are going as you are going. I, I've had more time. I've left the house and because you look at the sky, and I'm just smiling like a, I'm not listening to music. I'm just smiling like a fool because me and God are still just in. And then enter the can and and this will tells you, okay, we we'll finish pray for this person. Mm. And then your day just you go to get to the office and you're like, as I as I even walking the mornings when I'm mindful, I'm even walking into the office like because I'm here now. You know, light it on the hill. I need you. I need the, something needs to change because I'm here because. As I, as I carry you, as I'm, as I'm as I carry you and, and I'm entering this place, something needs to be different. Like mm-hmm. people need to know that you are here. And tell me, you can be the only God that people will see. Yeah. And so people need to experience God in you. You can't just yeah. be salt that is useless. Yeah. So like, Holy Spirit, just just be with me. And go there. The Holy Spirit starts telling you, this person is going through stuff. Just pray for them. Mm. Or someone comes to you. Holy Spirit, it's normal. You want to vex my friend. Don't vex. Someone person is going through. Person needs right now to feel like they are human beings mm-hmm. and they're existing. And just have an amazing God felt day. Yeah. We are not existing by yourself or by your own works. Yeah. And you realize that your day was better that day you had than all the days you've ever had outside of God. And when you by the time you get home, you're not religion before religion will make you feel like ah, if I don't go to if I don't remember business I'm, I'm I'm a devil. I'm 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 not a real Christian. No, yeah, but when you have that kind of day, you get home and like Oh, Holy Spirit, like, today was so amazing, like, oh my God. Yeah. And it can happen. And that is what our everyday should be like. And it is happening. Yes. <laughs> yes, honestly, I I have I have gotten to a point where I am so reliant on God for even the littlest tasks, you know. Um, I read this thing somewhere where someone said that People who believe in God are lazy and they don't have the mental capacity to deal with the realities of life. That's why I depend on God. I said, you know what? <laughs> if that's, that's true, I accept it wholeheartedly. I don't have the mental capacity. I don't have the strength to deal with life on my own. So I give it all to Nobody my father. Nobody has. I mean, maybe some people are, they actually you know, know. check they them. Don't. They have issues, you know. But if anybody wants to assume whatever it is they want to assume, I don't even care because that is it. But now, you that even that you have even had you even have the thing. Are you not tired? Carrying the burden that is not, not tired. Your when when the father has said, cast your cares upon me because I care for you. Yeah, anyway, moving back to Lagos, you know, Lagos is crazy. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Let me not go on. Driving in traffic, you know. Before I leave, I have to always Holy Spirit help me. Tell you no know. one child Honestly, even <laughs> help me with the driving so I don't act like an orphan on the road. <laughs> and then with the driving, and I find that when I when I invite the Holy Spirit into anything, you know, even into conversations I'm having, and you know, Holy Spirit and I we've gotten to this point where because I, He knows me, I don't have to say this long dramatic yeah, thing. Like, yeah. All I say is Holy Spirit. Yeah. You know, because I'm trying to pay attention to what someone is saying, or I'm trying to do something that involves my concentration. But I know, and this is from doing it, and everyone can have their own method. But once I say Holy Spirit, He knows what I need in that moment. He will supply what I need in that moment. So I've been in meetings where they're asking me for answers, and I'm like, Holy Spirit. And I'm talking, but I know that even as I'm speaking, he's supplying the word to say. He's supplying me. He's supplying me with the way to maneuver in traffic that I don't get stuck. He's supplying me with the grace that the person that caught in front of me, I'm not screaming obscenities at them. You know, I'm 
the love of Christ is constraining me because I have invited the Holy Spirit to dwell in me, to help me, to do life with me. Where I'm living in that place of understanding that there is no separate, there is no, let, let me tell you guys, there is nothing that is too mundane for God and there is nothing that is too important or too grand for you to invite God into. This thing of what to wear, I do it. I ask, Lord, what do you want me to wear? Sometimes the Holy Spirit just imprints on your heart. This is what you should wear. Sometimes it's just like, Father God, can you show me? Like, I'm confused. What am I going to wear? How am I going to style my hair today? What are we going to do? I'm currently in this season where my hair has grown quite a bit. Um, This is just an example of union life, really. (laughs) Um, My hair has grown quite a bit over the past few years, but I'm trying to get it to waist length by December. And I'm saying it now so that when it happens, (laughs) you will know that it's the Lord. And I've been deliberately praying about it because I believe that God cares about every aspect of our lives. He does. He does. Even if he doesn't do what I want and, you know, I don't see what I want, I know that he cares. And in that area of our life, there is something that God will birth in me. For example, with hair care, there's a measure of discipline that comes there's a measure of wisdom with all of that god can teach you so many things about life with every area of life god is constantly teaching us constantly refining us constantly making us better and then we are able to shine the light in that area of your life you know any area of your life that you haven't fully surrendered to christ you cannot shine your light in that area to other people but when you've gone through that then you can live you can shine your light you can speak on that and then other people can be blessed by it, you know. So even in our in our work, in our family life, you know, in engaging with our friends, in our friendships, you have to constantly ask the Holy Spirit. Because the heart of man is desperately wicked. We're not nice people. At all. But like some people are in quotes nice, but nobody is really good outside of God. We are capable of your greatness is, is, is smelly rags. Oh no, it's smelly rags. That's <laughs> in all your righteousness is smelly rags. Smelly rags before God. God, God, will, God will show you niceness. You'll be like, I thought that was nice. It's like I'm still learning. Okay. But God is you come to Christ and you tell him, Lord, I need you to teach me how mm. to do it. Even in, in dating and marriage and relationships and whatever in parenting, in whatever situation you are facing. If you surrender it to God and you constantly lean on the Holy Spirit, the Bible says that lean not on your own understanding, acknowledge God in all your ways, seek his face, he will direct your path. The Bible says that you will hear a voice behind you saying that this is the way to turn, this is the way to go. His word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. The Bible also says that the path of the righteous shine brighter and brighter unto the glorious day. So with all these scriptures, you know, you've already won. You are moving from a place of victory. Like the victory is assured. It's like you're watching a movie. You know, some people do that thing with books where they go to the last page and they know. So now imagine if in life you've already already read the last page. You know that you've won. It's just a matter of going through it. That changes your perspective of how you go through things. Just know that, okay, this is the winning team. I've joined the winning team and my winning, my victory is assured. All I have to do is show up. And that's literally it in life. Honestly, God is so good that he gives you the will to do. Even when God asks you to do something, he's the one that will give you the will to do it. He gives you the desire to do it. And he gives you the strength. He gives you the how to do it. Give me the resources, everything. everything. See, everything so like, what are we really doing? What am I doing? Man, just Obedience. say yes. Just say yes. Just exactly. Say yes. All we're doing is obeying, walking in it. It's literally just, I don't know if you've ever seen that thing where, you know, they talk about millennials and how we give medal for participation. Yeah. It's yeah. really like that. So honestly, all you need to do is show up and run. Show up and run. Now you can you can do better. You can there's show always up. room to do better. There's always room to do better. There's more surrendering that you can do. But literally, God is not asking you to do anything other than surrender. It's the measure with which you let go and let God that you see God move in your life. Because God is a gentleman, He will never ever force you. If you decide that you want to do your life by yourself, you want to live in separation. That's the measure of God you will enjoy. Yeah. But I invite you, everyone that is listening, I invite you to taste and see, see yes, that the is. Lord is good. Come over to the union side. Come over to the union <laughs> side. Understand that there is no separation. And this isn't some spooky hullabaloo. Just try it. Search through the scriptures. You will see that this is what has always been the plan. God says that in those days, nobody will be 
teaching them my word because he's going to implant his word you know and those are those these are the days though these are the days that are being referred to where he's raising an army of people who know him who love him who live for him whose lives are powered by him powered by his truth powered by his righteousness and i think if we can continue to stay on that what is sin what is death oh death where is your sting it has no power the good thing about god is that he's all-knowing and if we come to the place of really trusting this god that we say that we serve you understand that even if you die like if, if right now if a nuclear bomb came through this place and we died you and i died right now it is for god's glory and for our good i'm actually fine like i guess it's not even scary (laughs) it's not scary to me yeah it is not scary yet you live because you know that he still has work for us to do so we're not dying anytime soon but you know that even if no matter what if we lose everything we are still loved by christ and that's why identity is so important I was listening to um, the Lindsay's podcast. Mm-hmm. I think we need to be fast. <laughs> I was listening to the Lindsay's podcast, and um, something that Cornelius says is, "Who are you when you lose everything? Who are you when everything else is taking away from you? All your achievements, all your..." personal um attributes all the things that you own the things you find security in who are you after that and i think that's a question that we need to answer for ourselves and if your answer doesn't point you to christ and who you are in christ then there's something to consider it might be a problem on that note this episode has been brought to you by the help of the holy spirit (laughs) With small, little, or not no help from me, then we don't even have to check. This was really, I'm so glad. Thank that this you happened. so much. Like, and I, I really I enjoyed this. Too. I really hope you guys listen to this and have sense. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Please, as I say on YouTube, like, share, comment, subscribe. <laughs> Bye until next episode. Bye. Bye.